0: Love Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Snake Oil Radio here on Blog Talk Radio. This is your host, Jim Ventura. Uh, again, thanks for joining me. If you're listening live um or uh you know also feel free to jump into the chat room. Uh if you have questions or comments uh you want to make um you can do that as well. Uh, again, uh, this is Jim Ventura. A little bit of quick info about me, if it's your first time tuning into the show. Uh, I am an author and a navigational consultant. Um, I have uh, two books uh, published, but well, one will be published in about a month. Uh first book was published a few years ago called Dirty Little Secrets. Uh, both are available on Amazon or through my website, And then I'll be publishing my uh, second book in about a month or two, Snake Oil, Volume 1, which is a collection of my uh, first four or five years of monthly columns. Uh, If you're not already getting my column, feel free to email me at venturasaj at yahoo.com or venturawords at mac.com. And I will absolutely add you to the uh, free mailing list for the monthly column. Uh, I'm also a navigational consultant, and uh, it's my terminology. Uh, a lot of people like to use the word psychic. I don't. Uh, I work with oracles and runes and astrology and, and uh, you know, tarot cards and all kinds of things. But, you know, I think people have too many connotations for what they believe a psychic to be. And uh, I'm absolutely very intuitive person. In fact, that's one of the purposes of the radio show, to help my listeners develop their intuitive abilities as well, because everybody has them. But, um, you know, uh, when it comes to prediction, uh, you know, it's not always 100% accurate. We have to realize that we shift gears and change directions all the time. Um, and, and, you know, when we do a, a spread with cards or anything like that, we really are often getting a very uh, insightful look at where things are, are probably heading in that sense. But the, the purpose of that, of course, is also to, you know, awaken uh awaken your own intuitive abilities and your awareness of what we can shift and, and change in our lives. Uh, you know, if we have bad cards or we have difficulties, then uh, maybe we need to make some changes and some shifts along the way. So I think that's an important distinction that I like to make with people, uh, that it's definitely a value to be able to, uh, to kind of get some insight, but also to really truly be aware that, in essence, we are the creators of our own experience, through our thoughts, our beliefs, our emotions, and our feelings. Anyway, so all of that said, uh, I also do private consultations uh, here in my home office in Phoenix and also by phone. You can get information about all that good stuff on my website and contact me if you want to set up an appointment uh, by phone or or if you happen to be in Phoenix, of course, you can set it up in person. But the radio show, uh, we run just about every Thursday and uh, usually my first uh, show of each month is uh, a read of my current column. And then a little bit of a talk about that particular subject matter. Um, I've got a couple different themes for our Thursday shows. Uh, I also do an interview show uh, some months where I interview someone, and people can call in and ask questions of my guests. And I always have at least one show a month where I do uh, a listener's choice show, where um, listeners can call in and ask specific questions. And you know, about themselves or about the subject matters that we're talking about or any other of the, uh, you know, metaphysical subjects they might be curious about About asking about. Um, when I do those shows where we do the little mini readings, of course, uh, I've got to keep them to about five minutes or so. Uh, we don't have a 45-minute show, so we have to kind of uh, be brief, but at least we can always get some insight. Anyway, that will be next week's show. Um, today's show I'm going to primarily – focus on uh on uh the runestones which we talked about uh last week we started talking about the Viking runestones. And uh by the way, you know, let me let me interject here for a minute because um sometimes this happens uh uh hold on I got someone in my chat room who's not able to hear me. Uh, okay. That's the problem is when I when I attempt to talk and type at the same time, it's like walking and chewing bubblegum. Apparently, I'm not able <laughs> to do that very easily. It's one of the reasons why. I, I like when people are in the chat rooms and they talk and they uh, they comment to each other, but sometimes when they ask me to, you know, to type and answer a question that way, that's really difficult to do when you're on the air uh, <laughs> because it does. It's like dead silence for everybody else that's listening. Like, where did he go? Anyway, so hopefully uh, you got that straightened out. Yeah, KJ... Uh, Hope that you can hear me now uh yeah that does uh that does occur sometimes uh there's a sound issue, and again, I would just remind everybody that's listening if the sound bleeds out, just sign out and pop back in uh that has nothing to do with with me on on my end uh it's just something to do with with blog talk radio itself and sometimes uh different computers and and things of that nature but usually if you if you pop back in and refresh, you'll get right back into the show again. Anyway, so I was saying today we're going to talk a bit about the Viking Runestones. We began to talk about that in uh, some more detail, uh, in, in detail last week, so I want to finish with that. And again, I'll, I'll mention that, you know, last 10 minutes of the show, I'll open up the phone lines, and uh, if anybody has questions or comments they want to make, last 10 or 15 minutes of the show, they'll be able to do that. So give me a little time before I, I pop up that number even though it might already be on your screen, I want to cover some of the rune material. A lot of people listen to the show in the archive, and they're kind of following uh, this rune class that we're all taking here. So I talked about the Viking rune stones, and I highly recommend for beginners or even people that have been uh, working with different oracles for a while that the runes are one of the really one of the better oracles to pick up and learn how to use, uh, even more so than even something like the Tarot, because they're easier actually to uh, work with uh, you know there's only 25 runes as opposed to 78 tarot cards some of the runes have reverse positions which of course add some other meanings to the uh, to the spectrum but um, not a lot I, don't, I think maybe half of them have reverse uh, uh, perceptions as well too and we'll talk about that today also about the reverses and that those aren't really necessarily negatives I mean you know one of the things that can be tough early on when you're working with oracles is, you know, if you get reversed oracles, um, our mind automatically jumps in and thinks, you know, this is bad, this is a negative. But we have to understand that, you know, one of the the dynamics of living on the physical plane, of course, is we're all experiencing a certain level of duality, that that is part of, of what we experience. We're in a physical body and we're alive. So really, to a large extent, we signed up for this. Now, that said, you know, I think you know, I always like to use the expression that um, people often will say things like suffering is good for the soul. Well, I always say suffering is only good for the soul if it teaches you how not to suffer. Uh, so we learn from it, and, and that can be a point when we look at a you know the energy behind a reverse rune or any oracle. In that sense, it often will just signify that you have to proceed with a certain amount of caution. Um, you have to be very very aware, and to also. Be conscious that, you know, sometimes we we need to learn through the negative. We also need to figure out what, uh, you know, may not be in our best interest through trial and error. So mistakes can be valuable in that sense, again, if we learn from them. And also, uh, like I said, you know, we we always deal with this, that there, there, there are times when, it, when things go well there are times when we have a little bit of difficulty along the way i mean even during the peak points of happiness in your life we sometimes will have fears and doubts and uh elements that are uh, self sabotaging in our personality or we may just run across people out in the world who how should i put this delicately uh annoy the crap out of us <laughs> i don't usually put anything too delicately it's got kind of the uh the gift of sagittarius you know, so these are these are realities in the world but you know, uh, really, there are often uh, things that are, are helpful to us in some respects. Even arch-thieves, criminals uh, can be bearers of wisdom. We can learn from them. Again, so be in, be aware that the reverses, again, or don't really have that as much a negative connotation as we believe. So if you don't already own a set of runes, highly recommend picking them up. There's a book that will come with most of the runestones by Ralph Blum, And it absolutely is the book you want to get. You can definitely get other rune interpretation books, but uh, you definitely want to get the Ralph Blum book. It is absolutely the best in the market. I've looked at a lot of uh, runic interpretation books and his definitely wins, uh, even though I've seen some other decent books as well, too. So, and it's good to have, you know, multiple things to draw from. Really what's going to happen if you work with any type of oracle for a while is really your own experience with working with them is is what's going to make you sharper and smarter and aware of the meanings. Really again, you know, practice makes perfect. Perseverance and consistency will inevitably bring you to having a skill and an ability to work with things like this. What I specifically like about the runes is they're a perfect example of a navigational aid, because the runes will kind of often tell you what to do. And sometimes that's a little bit of a scary thing, I think, for people. You know, they don't want to be told what to do. But they do it in such a gentle and positive and affirming kind of a way. So what's also really cool is when you work with runes, the the symbolism... Um, is is really interesting because you'll often see these signs all over the place. I know years ago when I first started working with the runes, I was uh, jogging and running as a way of maintaining leanness and uh, and staying in shape. In addition to some other things that I was doing, and I noticed that on the roads I would often see runic symbols drawn. Sometimes I would see them on um, in different types of signs or on people's houses. I think 98% of the time they were not purposely drawn that way to be runestone, runestone uh, insignias, but uh, it just happened to be that they were. And that was really cool when you began to see this kind of symbolism around you, just sort of another way of your own higher self or spirit guides talking to you through these uh, through these experiences. And that's one of the things that does happen when you work with oracles uh, it really will open up your intuitive abilities. you really will begin to sense and to know things uh, you know i 've been working at this for a lot of years, so i guess i'm i 'm pretty good obviously at, at uh, you know using intuitive ability um, and I, I want to tell you guys a quick story, and then we 're going to talk a little bit about um, the get back to the uh, runestone interpretations, but you know about a week or so ago, I kept getting this kind of impression that there was some kind of an illness issue or possibly even a death that was um, connected somehow with my family. And I wasn't sure what it was. I just got the feeling there was something like that that came into my head. And it was kind of a bummer because I, you know, we, I lost my dad about three years ago, and, uh, you know, I kind of sensed that coming in some respects, too. Um, and uh, so it was a bummer to think about the possibility that I could lose my mom, and that's really kind of popped into my head logically. I thought my mother is older, and maybe she... You know what I mean? Maybe she'll have a health issue. And I really kept thinking about the fact that I didn't really want to lose my mom at this point in the game. Um, and if even any of them are my siblings or other connected family members. But my mom is what logically popped into my head. And uh, just two days ago, uh, my sister's husband, uh, who's only 55, had a heart attack and passed literally within an hour. I'm out of the blue and uh so i thought interesting that i picked up the information i just misread the person and um who who was was getting ready to pass in that sense uh now no one in the family is particularly surprised my sister's husband has had different health issues and things i never thought he would live to a ripe old age not that i wouldn't have wanted him to as a good person but just from his health issues and various other things and the way he lives and you know, it's a long story. But uh, anyway, no one really expected him to die this young and, and this quickly, so it's kind of a sad event. Uh, you know, and that brings up another point that I'd like to make here, uh, two points, actually, for, for learning how to use your intuitive abilities. One, be aware that, you know, exact exactitude, I'm, I'm not sure if that's a word, but we'll go with it. You probably know what I'm talking about. It, it, may, it may be difficult to necessarily always do. A lot of times we perceive something and feel something, but getting an exact date or a time, uh, is not necessarily easy there are uh, you know probabilities in motion that shift so we're not always able to do that and unfortunately part of developing intuitive abilities is sometimes sensing and being aware of negative events or difficult things but not always because also there are positive events and wonderful things that will come up that we'll often sense or feel uh, as well, too, but the negative does exist as well, and it is part of our training and our learning. What will remind everyone who's listening is if you're working at developing intuitive abilities or working with oracles and things of that nature, be aware that if you pick something up and then there is a difficulty, you didn't create it. Believe me not, guys, we don't have that much power over other people's lives. So perceiving something doesn't mean that you created it. It also doesn't give you the responsibility that you have to necessarily share the information. In fact, sometimes you may not want to. People don't sometimes don't really like that. That was an early thing that I learned when developing my intuitive abilities was I would perceive things often fairly accurately. And sometimes I had to learn that people didn't want to hear that I didn't feel their relationship would last or that that job wasn't permanent or... You know, that type of thing. So, you know, had have a little, little bit of a discretion there in knowing when to speak and when to maybe keep your, your mouth shut. But really be careful about that, guys, about taking on this sort of weird guilt or responsibility. It's very common for people to go through that in the early stages of, of developing intuitive ability. So you're not at fault. You're just you're just perceiving. Okay, and then also the other thing is I would say Beep, beware of spiritual arrogance, too. You're only perceiving things you may or may not be right. Um, with time you'll get better at it in that sense, just like with working with the oracles, tarot, or astrology, or runestones, you know it, it, it give yourself time to, to get better and to improve at your craft okay, all of that said let's talk a little bit about the runes um, We were going. I was actually going through the different runes I want to go through some more of them, and then again in about another ten minutes or so I'll, I'll um, we'll, we'll open the phone lines and let you guys ask questions, ten or fifteen minutes uh, but uh, we had gotten through about three of the runes um, and uh, the last rune I think we talked about was the rune of uh, Signals, the Signals rune, Ansas. So um, we'll move on from there and talk about the fourth rune in uh, order, which is called Othila. Now, by the way, I may butcher some of the words here uh, along the way in terms of the, the their exact pronunciation, but that's a kind of a life thing. Um, so so you still get the message and the meaning behind it So Othila is a um, the rune of separation, retreat, and inheritance So, you know, in, in, in old Viking tradition, of course This was seen as relating to um, inheritances and loss But in a positive sense uh, Sometimes, you know, we go through a process Where we have to kind of um, shed paths Old skins have to be uh, shed, outmoded relationships Discarded There are times when we, we need to retreat To pull away from something uh, Othila reminds us that in its, in its upright position Reminds us that we often have to have a firmness of will To be able to know And stick to it, to recognize something is over And it's finished And it's time for us to pull away You know, very an interesting side note here Is this rune is, is actually concerned With an inheritance Or receiving something from the retreat from the separation so uh, believe it or not often when we let go of one thing the universe replaces it with something else that may in essence be more positive so that's what the reminder is uh, with this rune and it really represents that those transitional processes that we go through when we have to kind of again like sort of shed an old skin in order to become more truly who we, we really now are in our lives when the rune comes up reversed he reminds us um, that you need to, you're, you're dealing with a separation, but maybe in a difficult way. He reminds us that, you know, you want to act according to the light you possess now in your life. In other words, you know, we act certain ways when we're younger, and as we get older, hopefully we mature, we get wiser, and things that we might have done before uh, really maybe aren't the wisest things to do now in that sense. So he reminds us that we want to kind of take in a, a a a a path of adaptability and skillful means. In other words, to adapt, to grow, to be be very clear, to develop skill and ability in that sense to not uh attempt to maneuver something in a, in, a, in a negative way, you know, pushing someone's buttons where we can hurt them and then maybe cause damage to them, damage to ourselves, to be aware of the way we need to proceed. And, you know, there's a positive element to this from reverse, too, as well. Um, and Ralph Blum mentions this in the Runic book where he says we do without doing and everything gets done, meaning that a lot of times we don't have to necessarily do anything. We may, the, the wheels already may be in motion in that sense, so we don't have to manipulate or push the way we think we do sometimes. Uh, Sometimes it's just a natural event uh, in that sense, that something might be coming to an end or shifting, um, so that we can then receive that inheritance and move forward. Okay, so that's rune number four, Othila. Now, the fifth rune is called Uraz, and it means strength, manhood, womanhood, and a wild ox. Um, This symbol is uh, definitely an interesting one. You know, I was in a bar once, and I saw a young woman wearing this symbol around her neck. And I asked her about it, too, and she said, yeah, I was told it means strength. And I said, yeah, it does, but it's really not necessarily uh, one of the easier runic symbols. And when I explained to her what it meant, she was like, oh, my God, I've been wearing this for years. And I said, yeah, it's definitely maybe not something you want to wear as a a piece of jewelry. Anyway, so (laughs) what what the strength rune represents is, I always call this the big boy, big girl rune. You know, we go through different times in our lives when we have to kind of grow up and mature. We've got to become a man. We've got to become a woman. Um, it refers to, it's a rune that refers to termination and then new beginnings. Uh, basically, it's a reminder that, you know, sometimes the life we're living has a grown its form. We have to be willing to release that in that sense. Uh, he mentions in this rune that there are kind of five processes in nature that also relate to us. The other processes are death, decay, fertilization, gestation, and then rebirth. Uh, you know, plants go through this. Things go through this process. And I think sometimes, um, whereas the rune before this talks about the need to separate and to make that shift, I think that the strength rune reminds us that it probably has already happened. You know, sometimes, um, you know, I had an ex years ago that we were living together and we kind of broke up, but we had to live together for a few more months. And I would say that's when I was in the decay process. It already kind of ended, but since you know we had that, we lived together for a few more months. Um, it was definitely strained to live with someone that you've already agreed to separate with, in that sense. But it was kind of beneficial because it reminded me about how much I didn't want to be there anymore. Like I almost needed it at some level. But then you know this rune talks about the idea of fertilization of a uh, of a uh, of, uh, you know fertilization, planting new seeds, then you wait for the seeds to grow, and then there 's a rebirth so it 's really actually a process. We go through these type of transitions all the time, really you know uh, you know when you leave you know high school to go into college, when your children grow up and move away, you know that can feel like a a death transition in that sense um, you know we, we We just go through these these processes at different points in our lives. And they are, they're not really negative unless we see it that way. In fact, Ralph Bum uses an expression in his interpretations where he says, prepare then for an opportunity disguised as loss. Really an amazing statement, an evocative imagery, because sometimes, again, the loss is the opportunity. Uh, but it's tough to see that sometimes when we're going through it. Um, he has references to the whole idea of, of an, a wild ox, taming the wild ox. That really, in essence, is ourselves, so we can transport heavy loads. So that's what this rune is about. It's about, you know, uh, going through these transitional periods and recognizing that they may not necessarily be easy. But in the long run, they'll prove to be very, very beneficial. Reversed, when this rune comes up reversed, he kind of points out that sometimes we have to recognize that, you know, we may not be seeing things clearly if we're dealing with uh, either minor or major disappointments, failures, things are not going well. It probably is the universe's way of talking to us that we're not paying attention. Uh he reminds us that you know, he, he reminds us that when in deep water become a diver. You know, if you're in if you're in deep water, if you're having difficulty, don't pretend that you're not. Be in it. Figure out what you gotta do to bring yourself back up for air in that sense. And and remember, you know, everything is a beginning, a middle and an end and then it's followed by a new beginning. So not to be really, you know, stressed by the circumstances. If it is difficult, it really is about opening your eyes and recognizing that. You know, something may have died or shifted already, but, you know, our own strength is being used against us. We might be kind of fighting, a, you know, an uphill battle in that sense, and we need to kind of recognize where we need to make that shift. Okay, now the next rune we're going to talk about, I actually talked about it in the last show because I, I pulled a symbol rune for everybody uh, to contemplate last week. And the rune that I pulled was Perth. It means initiation, something hidden in a secret matter. And it came up upright, so uh, it'll be interesting uh, to see if anybody had any experiences relating to this. You know, the Perth rune means that um, it's just a very positive rune. It means being initiated into something. Uh, There's associations with the mystical bird, the phoenix, with this rune. Uh, He reminds us that often powerful forces of change are at work, that we're moving towards something, that we're growing. Uh, Sometimes this rune is associated with um, surprises, gains, rewards, things that you didn't necessarily see coming. Um, But it really brings up the idea that we will go through this process at times when uh, we may need to let go of things fully in order to really move up completely to the next level and that, that that's a very positive thing in that sense. Um, you know, that our own higher self may be maneuvering us towards something, uh, whether, again, it's a new post, a new career, a new relationship, a new situation in our lives. So uh, this, again, was the runic symbol for, for last week that we pulled, so it may still apply. In its reverse position, uh, Perth reversed, uh, reminds us that sometimes we got to kind of pull our energy in and stop focusing on everyone around us and focus on what we need to do for ourselves. Uh, also, um, you know, not getting caught up in the idea of past achievements or, um, you know, or, or hopeful, wishful thinking, really being focused in the present. Um, you know, Perth Reverse can remind us that if we've been dealing with obstruction upon obstruction and difficulty, you know, you could be annoyed about it or you can see it as an obstacle course. Um, that you're, you know, working uh, toward overcoming and uh, that you'll want to kind of be perseverance. you want to stay uh, centered and balanced and, and then even see the humor and then keep your faith firm, that you'll move through this process in that sense. It kind of represents the more difficult side of of sometimes of initiations that may come up. Okay, moving right along here. Rune number seven, Nothes. It means constraint, necessity, and pain uh Northez is uh one of the difficult runes upright or reversed because he brings up the idea that you know sometimes we have difficulties in the world around us sometimes uh, it ha- and it has nothing to do with us sometimes it's kind of a reflection of something we're going that's going on internally but he uses an analogy that when fishermen can't go to sea they repair nets when you have difficulties you know maybe you need to fix things to resolve things Um, and to not necessarily fight up against that in that sense. Uh, You know, uh, when you can look at the difficulties with a smile, inevitably, you'll really see that they were really your teachers, your guides, and your allies. Um, And that's what this rune will, will bring up. So, you know, it's a rune about mending and restoring and readdressing and fixing and resolving and taking the time to do that in your life. Uh, so that's the energy of In Its reverse position it carries a little bit of a little bit of a darker warning about um, to not, you know, go nuts and do things you might necessarily regret. Um, you know, uh, he he kind of points out, and this is an interesting concept, that only at often at the point of greatest darkness do we become aware of the true creative power of the self. So sometimes you've got to reach a dark point in order to really see how amazing you are and what abilities you really, really have and where they may have been misdirected in that sense. So he's he he reminds us sometimes that we want to really keep a check with our impulses, um, to not necessarily do anything crazy, you know, <laughs> don't get angry, don't retaliate. Years ago, in fact my, my first book, Dirty Little Secrets, there's a there's a piece I wrote in that book about a relationship that I was in that just infuriated me with someone that I had a huge argument with and I wrote a very, very nasty letter and I mailed it. And, uh, you know, the, I felt all vindicated and I finally, you know, told them off the way that I really needed to and I was feeling all happy and proud of myself and I stood up for myself and then I, the, as the evening progressed and I went to bed and I thought about it, I just thought, oh my God, I, I mean, I feel like I just attacked myself. It was completely inappropriate for me to have done that. So I actually called the next day and, and got hold of his mother and was like, could you please intercept this letter and just rip it up when it comes? And, you know, hopefully she did that. I don't I don't know if she did or not, but uh, I, I really regretted the decision. Um, I had let, you know, the, the worst part of me kind of take hold and take over, and it was something that, again, I, I regretted. And I always think of that as a North as reversed element of really catching yourself before you might do something that might make the situation worse. Um, you know, when we go through difficulty, oh, we always got to remember, this two shall pass. Okay, that's rune number seven. Now, rune number eight is called uh, Fertility. It's called Inguz. It means Fertility, New Beginnings, and it's associated with Ing, the Hero God. This is one of those runes that has no reverse position, by the way. It looks like two X's on top of each other Um two partnership rooms on top of each other and it represents that part of us that is drawn toward harmonizing and adjusting in the sphere of personal relationships. It often means um, that, that part of us that yearns to uh, connect with someone. Um, it also brings up the idea that we're being, you know, emotionally, psychologically, intuitively drawn toward resolving something in our life so that we can open up another door uh, you know, there are times when when things just change, and this room represents that idea that this is more positive change. Um, we might get nervous. We might get a little scared, to use as an analogy of, you know, uh, the the mother entering the delivery room is a little bit of a scary concept. But then in truth uh, – you know, babies come, you know it's not a, not, a, not, a, not a you know a miracle or anything. Uh, it really is something that that's a natural process. So we may you know start a new job or get into a new relationship, or, and it could certainly be a positive one, but sometimes we get scared, and so we get nervous, but we're being drawn there in that sense, and we have to kind of trust that process. Um, you know, he, he recommends staying centered, being grounded, freeing yourself from unwanted influences. Seeing the humor and opening yourself to the will of heaven, and knowing that you can you know, wait your deliverance with calm certainty, that this is happening for a reason, you're being drawn there. So, a uh, very positive rune, obviously, and um, which which sounds nice. I think the last couple of ones seemed a little maybe a little more of the, the negative side in that sense, so this is definitely a more positive one. Although, keeping in mind and remembering that negative is truly subjective. Okay, I'm going to continue on with the rest of these runes. Um, hope you guys are following along. Um, if you do have a question or a comment about any of this, uh, we do have about another 15 minutes on the show, so I can take a couple of minutes to do that for you. Uh, the call-in number here is You may need to dial a 1 before that. Again, at 646-200-3966. And uh, feel free to call in if you have a question or comment. Um and uh and and also again remember next week's show we'll will devote specifically to that also and have a little bit more time toward that, but you are welcome to call in and I'll I'll stop what I'm doing and, and, and answer any questions that may come through. Otherwise we'll we'll just continue talking about these runestones. And uh, again I wanna thank everybody for tuning in. Um welcome everyone in the chat room as well as everyone who's listening live. or uh, or catching us in archive. Uh, Again, I'm Jim Ventura, and today we've been talking about the runes, so we're going to continue on with that process. So the ninth rune um, is called uh, Iwaz, and it means defense, avertive powers, and a yew tree is the associated analogy, another rune that has no reversed position. Uh, The defense rune, really means what it says you know in the Ralph Blum book he says as we're tested we fund the power to avert blockage and defeat in other words we may go through difficulty but the difficulty is meant to teach us how to not have future difficulty Um, if there's obstacles in the path you know uh, they're there for a reason or you know sometimes uh, he uses an analogy about we're waiting for a spring to fill up with water or fruit to ripen on the bough sometimes the delays are, are necessary and uh... Uh, We need to have perseverance, we need to have foresight, um, we need to recognize that uh, one of my favorite lines in in this rune interpretation is, even more than we doers, we're deciders. And once the decision is clear, the doing becomes effortless, but then the universe supports and empowers our actions. You know, meaning a lot of times we're we're just fence-sitting in life, where we're not making a decision one way or another. We might want something, but we're not sure if we we want to risk it or that we want it, so we keep sitting back and forth. You know, the universe, your higher self, your spirit guides, whatever your terminology is, your angels for all of these things, they can help us out and move us along when we ask. We'll make the decision and then trust that process. So, if you, you know, if you're encountering difficulty, this rune can bring up that idea that it's really just meant to teach you how not to have difficulty. You know, I always use the same story when I first learned the runes. Um, I remember that I I once, um, when I was probably all of 18 or 19, and I started rune casting, I uh, remember uh, going on a trip with someone, and uh, he was adamant about leaving at rush hour. And I was a little hesitant about that because I had avoided driving in rush hour, but we did. We drove in rush hour. It took us forever. It was really frustrating, and I made a decision in my life that I just was not going to do rush hour for the rest of my life and uh the, the humor behind that is i'm 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 forty six years old and i I just don't drive in rush hour i I've spent an entire life avoiding it, and I tell you it makes me a lot happier It's one of those things that just doesn't work for me i It just makes me nuts when I'm trapped in a car with a bunch of people all doing the same thing at the same time. you know it makes my head spin, so that's my little analogy there but yeah we you know we also't have to try to try something out or go through it to figure out what works and what doesn't work. And that's what this rune is really, really teaching us. That analogy about the um the the uh the yew tree is a flexible wood, the bow of the spiritual warrior becomes uh you know, the wood becomes the bow to to use that to to shoot an arrow and achieve a goal. That we're we're meant to kind of use the difficulty somehow. Again, no reverse position on that rune. Uh rune number ten is Al Jiz, it means protection Sedge or rushes and an elk are the associated analogies. Uh, this is another rune about protecting ourselves. Uh, love to talk about this rune um, because, in its subpreposition, it represents that ability to protect ourselves. Now, he uses a great analogy for what true protection is because, you know, you can get, you can, if you want to protect yourself from difficulty in the world, you could shield yourself off, you could carry a gun, you could carry pepper spray if you're wanting to avoid difficulty. Personally, I don't recommend any of those things. I mean, if you're into that stuff, you're welcome to it. But you don't need to have, you know, a gun or pepper spray or a knife or something to protect yourself. There are better ways of protecting yourself energetically, male or female. And this room kind of taps into that. You know, the two analogies he uses are the warning rustle of the sedge grass or the curved horns of the elk. Both serve to keep an open space around you. Meaning that the energy of the elk when we t- carry it in us, when we ask the elk to be part of our energy pattern, is, you know, the, the elk, the deer, they have horns. Now, they're not aggressive animals, but you would probably not mess with an elk because it has a dignity and a strength about it, and um, it, it can kind of jab you with those horns if it really wanted to defend itself. So the analogy is, again, this applies to both male, male and female. When you have that, that class, that, that dignity, that character about you that says, listen, I am a classy person don't mess with me i i'm not I'm not interested i'm not having that happen and if you do you'd probably regret it so it's kind of a posture more than it is in a an attack or you know what i mean it's a, it's a, it's just a posture and a way of being that makes a statement so you know male and female, you don't have to have you know huge muscles to have an energy around you that says, "Hey not the kind of person you want to mess with." That's a great analogy for for the protection rune. You know, the other side of it is he uses the analogy of uh, you know the warning rustle of the said grass, meaning in nature animals will notice and see a um, predator's coming. They'll smell them. They notice movement in the bushes, and if it's a predator that's difficult or dangerous, they get the hell out of there. <laughs> Pretty cut and dry. They uh, you know sometimes retreat is wise you know if your if your instinct tells you that there's a battle or a difficulty ahead maybe don't go that road take a different route there's not a weakness in that so that is the the beauty behind um this rune you know he reminds us that we are really not uh, true protection is to not collapse yourself into the highs as well as the lows to experience life from a more even perspective um and that even if you are dealing with any difficulty You know, recognize this will pass. You will progress. Um, That is the protection that you have in that sense, that we always won't feel this way or be going through this. So beautiful runestone to carry as an energy pattern. Reversed, he kind of brings up the idea that sometimes we have to be careful about, you know, our own health and whether we're carrying too much of a burden. Um, Sometimes people take advantage of us and use us, but rather than rebel against that, there can be a value in being conscious of what's happening because this way you learn from it. Uh, he uses the analogy that temperance and courtesy are the sinews of this room's protective powers. The ability to protect yourself by being temperate, moderate, courteous, positive even if there's difficulty around you in that sense. And again, if you're being used or taken advantage of, maybe you can use that you know, to be aware of what's happening, why you're drawing that to you um, why you allow it in that sense, and then maybe figuring out how to not allow that in the future. Okay, rejection reversed. Rune number 11 is the Possessions Rune, Fahu. It means possessions, nourishment, and cattle. Lovely rune meaning fulfillment, um, ambition satisfied, rewards received. Um, you know, uh, this is a rune of abundance, of looking at the, uh, the probing of the meaning of profit and gain in your life. Um, recognizing the true power that you have. Um, it often brings up the idea that if things are going well, you want to remember to to share while also to be mindful. Um, you know, to store nuts away for the winter, so to speak, in that sense. Um, that uh the ability to nourish others and the ability to save and to understand, you know, cyclical patterns is the wisdom in this rune and uh it does bring up the idea that we, we do sometimes really reach kind of abundant periods where things are going well for us, and that's what Fehu brings up. Reversed, of course, it brings up the idea that there may be frustration around money, finances, circumstances. Sometimes we just have difficulties that kind of pop our way. Uh, You know, um, he brings up the idea that um, even when things are going well, we shouldn't really delude ourselves um, and think it's always necessarily going to be this way. Again, reminding us about that idea of You know, sometimes it's good to sort of save for the winter um, and then also realizing that, you know, the shadow side of money, finances, of work, of of, uh, a lack of abundance brings up something in us that we may need to solve and resolve internally. So it is kind of an opportunity also to see what really nourishes you in that sense if we're having this type of difficulty or what you may need to shift and change in yourself. It's funny because I, uh, you know, one of the things that I, I have been guilty of in my life is I go through periods where things will go very well for me. I, I'm, business is going well. I luck out. Um, I, I tend to often be a very, very lucky person. Um, True Sagittarius, you know, Jupiter is our ruling planet. So um, I definitely am lucky. When I go to casinos and things like that, I often really, i got to say, I'm pretty lucky in comparison to most people, Um in that way, and then you know, sometimes I'll just have these really abundant periods. But the mistake that I've always made is when things are going really, really well, I have a tendency to go, Well, okay, now it's cool, I don't have to worry, I could spend money, I could relax into this. And um, you know, it's a great reminder, and this Fehu room brings that up to surface that you know, even when things are going well, you really, really do have to think about mindfulness about you know maybe put a little money away in an envelope maybe you know what i mean uh, put something to the side um you know uh, we we you know periods uh, the up and down cycles of life happen all the time so there's a wisdom in not necessarily being diving into something completely um, and thinking it's just always going to be that way. And you can actually turn that around, too, by saying when things are going, uh, things are bad or difficult, here's the good news. Um, that means a positive period is inevitable to follow. Okay, let's talk about one more rune today. Um, this rune is called Wunjo number 12. It means joy and light. It looks like a big P in its upright position. It represents, um, you know, just an amazing positive period. Where um, difficulties come to an end, we feel like we're being carried across the gap uh, by the will of heaven. Um, we, we, you know, this is like a almost like an alchemical feeling, in that sense where new energy comes out. We feel joy, um, things that were blocked are unblocked, and we open. Um, you know, he talks about in the rune. He talks about the meeting place of heaven and earth, the meeting of the waters. Um, often, Wunjo can bring up the idea of a new clarity. You may need to change plans and shift, but it is really a rune about the the lower self being aligned with the higher self and uh, that that beauty of of feeling joy uh, in life. Uh, Reversed, he uh, uses an analogy that sometimes things are slow in coming to fruition. You know, sometimes uh, processes take a while, and um, we can get anxious. um, That, you know, even if we're going through a test, even a minor quick one, a difficult one, in that sense, we're reminded that we need to focus on being sincere, uh, tranquil, empty, patient, perseverance, clear. Uh, you know, you remind and whether it's a minor or a major difficulty that, that happens. You know, um, every in its true light, everything's a test. Know that you can't fail, that you'll learn from it, that you'll move forward. And that's what this rune uh, brings up reverse. Okay. Uh, Now, it looks like we're running out of time here, so I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. I will will talk about some of the rest of these in our next show, our next um, Listener's Choice show, and uh, take phone calls throughout the show as well. So thank you very much for tuning in. I appreciate uh, all of uh, my listeners, the ones who have talked. Everyone's a little quiet today, and that's good also. I appreciate it. I know sometimes you guys just like to listen. Um, to these little free classes. And, uh, you know, um, I will be doing uh, web seminar classes in 2012. So uh, if you're not living in Phoenix and you want to take some of my classes, sign on for my newsletter and you'll get information about that. So you can actually attend these web seminar classes. Classes are cheap, guys, so they're not expensive, whether by web or in person. And uh, if you're not already, again, on my mailing list, email me at VenturaSage at Yahoo.com or VentureWords at Mac.com to get on the free mailing list. Also, my people get my newsletter, get a discount, small discount, but a discount just the same on, on personal sessions with me. So I'll give you guys some more information about my next upcoming published book, and I will be here next week again, um, and then take a breeze of the week after for a vacation. So, again, thank you for tuning in to Snake Oil Radio. This is Jim Ventura signing out, and we'll catch up with you all next time. Cheers.